Welcome to That Being Said Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Aisha. Let's get into today's episode. Okay. Welcome back to That Being Said. Hello. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode. I feel like it's been a while, but like it's been the standard like two weeks. Yes, this new format makes it feel like every time we come back to it, we've actually been off for like a month, but we definitely haven't. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess we can, I don't know what I was going to say there. No, this, yep. <laughs> My brain's like having a brain fog moment. There's a lot going on. We'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. So let's maybe... <laughs> adulting. Yeah, adulting. I mean, that's that's where this episode's leading to today, which is exciting because we are adults and... Yeah. We we have advice on adulthood. Advice? <laughs> I mean, like, we have... Um, <laughs> yeah, we've done that. We have questions and answers. Successfully, I've done some adult things. Yeah, same. I so, have no... What's the word? Authority on having done those things. Those things definitely shouldn't have been done, but somehow they did. So. Yeah. I don't know how I... One day I woke up and I was, you know, 20-something. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was 14. I'm still wigged out that I'm like nearly 25 every single day of my life. Yeah, I sometimes I'm like, when will I ever feel grown? When I was like 18, I was like, wow, it's so cringe, like 25-year-olds saying that they're old. But now I'm like, then so you, fucking old. Yeah, then you get to that age and you're like, I would love nothing more than to... I want to be 18 <laughs> so bad. I reckon my favorite age was 21. Yeah, 20. I don't know why. Like, like, yeah. Primo. Like, it wasn't like... It's not because like you're 21 and like that's when you can drink in America. It was just... 21 was the age where life seemed pretty good. Life was going to be excellent. Yeah, and then I don't know what happened. My 22s got interrupted. With COVID. With COVID, yeah. I really thought 2020 was going to be the year of my life. I was 23 when COVID hit. 23, 24, 25. Yeah, 23. Mm. So, yeah, same. It was sort of like, oh, like your your early 20s at least have been ruined. Oh, by this gone. By this virus. They're gone. Yeah, post-COVID, I'm going to be, like, in my mid to late 20s. Yeah, and also, like, if you see me at a festival, don't come at me. Like, I'm allowed to enjoy myself being a 20, soon to be 26-year-old at a festival. Now that I'm, like, reaching a point in my life where I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to have, like, maybe a kid or something soon, I'm like, oh, you know what? Being a 30-year-old with, like, a 3-year-old at home and going to a festival actually sounds like something I'd want to do. Well, like, I recently got to this stage where I was like, if I was pregnant and, like, the lineup was good enough, like, oh, fuck yeah. I would definitely go with a pregnant belly and just put glitter on it. And I think... <laughs> <laughs> I straight up had this conversation, I think, with you as well. I just... um, But, yeah, just, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't want to grow up too quickly. Mm. And, like, I do feel a bit uncomfortable when I am at a festival being older. Although, mind you, the last time I went to a festival, when was that? What was the last festival we went to? Last time I went to a festival, I was 21, so. Oh, I can't remember. Has nothing happened? Yeah, the last festival. Post-COVID, we, like, the the weekend of COVID, we went to, like, a concert. Oh, Hooligan's Hefts. I did feel a bit uncomfortable. Like, in that environment, because, like, I felt old. I w- yeah. And at that age, I was 23. I think it's also because we got there at 11 o'clock, because that's what time we thought the show was going to start. The show started at 1. Yeah. Actually, we got there at, like, fucking 9. Yeah, so we got... no one in the club. Yeah, we got there very early. That's something adults would do. 
Yeah. See? You know? <laughs> we did. I don't think it's an old people activity, but if you said, hey, walking tour. Yes. Adults. Exactly. Which is what we are. Yeah. And we did that today. Walking tours about the political capital of the country. We went on a walking tour today with She Shapes History uh, through Canberra, through the Parliamentary Triangle, which was very fun. It was. And very interesting because yeah. I don't know a lot about Canberra. Even as people who have like grown up in Canberra. Yeah. Like I, I actually learned a lot today. It was very interesting. Um, 12 out of 10, highly recommend. Yeah. I mean, and they have a lot of new upcoming tours, which would be exciting. We'll talk more about that probably at a later date. Yeah. So keep your ears... I was going to say peeled, but keep them But definitely open. jump over to She Shapes History. Yes, on Instagram. We'll put them in the um, description so but you we'll can do that. Put that. Yes. But yes, adulthood. Adulthood, adulthood. So being an adult is obviously confusing <laughs> uh, and kind of hard to understand at times. Mm, work does suck. It does. Like I said, Blink on A2, we should have listened to them. Work sucks. I know. Like... I'm over it. I would like to make the retirement age right yesterday. Like, I'm just mm. over it. 90% of my conversations with my husband. Mm. Yeah, mm. is it so weird to say now? It's really weird. 90% of my conversations with him are work sucks, and he says, I know. And, that, and that's it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess, like, all the things that you should do as an adult is just as hard because you're not, there's not really a guidebook to adulthood. No. Or, and it like, looks you know, very different. Yeah, for everyone. And, you know, there's those satire books where it's like adulthood for dummies. Like, I need that. But also it's not a one-size-fits-all. Like, you know, everyone has different things going on. Um, And sort of how you've been brought up as well could be the same, you know, advice. aspect of adulthood is recognising that everyone has different things going on. Yes. But, yeah, so obviously, like, yeah, there's no guidebook to adulthood and there is also no right or wrong path, really. Like, yet... I think we can agree that there is some wrong paths. Oh, yeah, and probably some right paths. I don't know. Like, it's just, like, hard. There's a lot of pressure on us to know what we're doing, Mm. especially as you get older. Like, you know, when, you know, what happens if, like, your little nephew comes up to you and he's like, like, what do I do in this situation? You're like, oh, fuck, I don't know. Don't do what I do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah, like, I guess for me at 25 years old, soon to be 26, I feel very lost <laughs> as an adult and trying to find, like, my feet on what's going on. Let's chat about one of the big adulthood things we both did, which is at one point we moved out of our parents' yes. houses. And what a time that was. I I guess I'll kick off. When I moved out of home, I was 19? No. 20. I was 20 when I moved out. I think I was 20. Mm. Yeah, I was 20, I think. Yes, my apartment was when I was 19 because it took over a year to be built. So it was 19. It was very interesting. I think it was very scary when we first went into like that that area to like not the area that we brought in as in like the office that was selling the units oh yeah did and it have a little like diorama of yeah fun i was like i was yeah i always saw the diorama <laughs> i'm like wow i'm gonna live here um but yeah that in itself is a bit scary because like we were sort of just talking about how we were interested like jake was a concreter at the time mm. i was working at macca's like i i had left public service multiple times i think it's important to mention that we're both going to be talking about buying houses but please keep in mind we bought pre-royal commission and we definitely shouldn't have been given loans no absolutely not um 
but yeah, like that, that was, it was really weird. Cause like, I was like, Oh, like you interested? And I was like, like, I was like, yeah, like, you know, it'd be our first, first purchase, like a really big purchase. Like mind you, Jake and I weren't engaged at the time. We'd only been together for a few years, but like we were ready, I guess, to take that next step. Yeah. And yeah, it was just so random. Like when we sort of locked it in or like that day where we had like sort of signed or found what one we wanted like it was just this surreal feeling when we left out like left the office we're like oh shit yeah we've just done this this is fucked (laughs) like what are we doing and I remember like because I was like you know you sort of had to pay a five percent deposit Mm -hmm. and we full went on like a payment plan for it because yeah that's how it works like you could go on payment plans for it and it wasn't really a payment. Well, it was in a. It was a payment plan because you just would make fortnightly or monthly deposits mm. to pay it off for the five percent. Because I guess the lady understood I was only working at Macca's at the time, which like it's not saying that that's a red flag, but like I mean that now that you're saying it, that does sound a little bit predatory. Well, they they would never do that now. I no. don't think they'd ever let anyone like oh yeah go on a payment plan if you can't afford it. But yeah, that's that's what they they did. So we had to pay like yeah monthly things only for like, oh also, I think it would have been fortnightly and it would have only been for like over three months so mm. like it wasn't super long but yeah that was like really weird within itself but yeah eventually when we moved out and it was all done like I I remember the first the first night that we obviously were out of home and like you're obviously all so excited like I remember we had you and Brad like come and help us get everything from like my parents house yeah and then like we literally like, fucking like hiked it over to Tuggeranong literally slept on the mattress on the ground the other weird thing was that like everyone else was moving into the apartment block on the same day so like the elevator was just not accessible yeah one guy was like i'm gonna park a truck here yeah it was so chaotic because yeah like obviously the settlement had happened Mm. and i think the settlement happened late in the afternoon and you guys still came out it must have been daylight savings because it was still light for a while and then yeah so we moved a bunch of stuff over like i guess the essentials which that being a mattress and like the tv um and yeah it was like such a surreal feeling like we didn't have any blinds or anything i remember we went to kmart and like chopped them up like a bed sheet and like suck it with sticky tape to the fucking windows but yeah there's like a, you're so excited like especially like when you have you're out of home for the first time because jake and i never rented like we never rented out of our parents house like i was always just living at home saving and same with jake and then he moved in obviously to my parents but yeah it's like a really surreal feeling because like you we brought we didn't obviously rent so it's like it was ours like obviously you're in debt to the bank but it was ours like it was just so weird to be like this is our house like this is where we live this is where we do things now and create memories and stuff um but i like specifically remember like the first night i think we had party pies or something and then we were like eating on the ground and then brad like had tomato sauce and then like got it all over the carpet yeah he had it on a pie and the pie like flipped off his plate and landed face down <laughs> and, like, brand new and then jake's like oh it's totally fine and then you just hear me chime like no it's not fine like it was so bad luckily it just wiped off and it wouldn't have really been that big of a deal but like yeah i've was that my first adult breakdown of like my clean carpet? Like <laughs> I didn't care about carpet at my parents' house. I remember this one time I was in the lounge room and I was eating Doritos and I had dip and I don't know how, but the whole dip just spilled all over the floor and we had light grey <laughs> carpet. Oh my fucking God. And me trying to scrub this fucking red salsa out of the carpet. <laughs> oh, but yeah, anyway, where I'm getting with this is like moving out of home is it's a really cool feeling, but it's also, it was really scary. Cause I was like, 
like I wasn't obviously engaged to Jake or anything like that but I'm like oh I'm living with this guy now just us and I remember actually maybe for four weeks like a month I felt really disconnected to Jake in a sense like I felt weird that I was just living with him like yeah. and like I felt weird not having my family around I just felt weird about it I was like oh I miss my family like I know I just I was in a really weird spot for like a month and then like it finally hit I was like oh this is great like I can come home and just sit in the fucking couch and do nothing you know what I mean um so yeah I guess like it was a positive experience like moving out of home it was definitely stressful because there was that one period where Jake and I would like we had people sort of feeding into our head like your apartment's a bad idea rah, rah, rah. yeah and then like Jake and I like, oh my god okay we have to sell we can't like this is a horrible idea and then yeah, I remember you, like, yeah. going over your contract looking for ways we could get out of it. Yeah, we even spoke to, like, one of our family friends who's, like, a solicitor slash whatever, and she was like, you'll end up paying more if you do this. So we just went ahead with it, and it worked out in our favor. I mean, like, we sold our unit in 2020 Yeah, just as COVID April. hit, but now we have a house in Lampage that's going to be released soon. So, like, I guess it's worked out in our advantage, but, like, still, it's sort of, like, it's really scary because no one ever tells you about all the things that you pay for, you know, uh, your bills, you have your electricity, your water, mm. all this stuff. And then like trying to set all of that up was like stressful setting up the MBN. Like I, I don't know why I remember the MBN set up so, so well. And then even like during COVID being in a space with just Jake and I, like, sure. Like it was great because we had each other, but like it was a bit lonely because it was just us. We couldn't go anywhere, obviously, and we didn't want to because, you know, we didn't want to break the rules. Um, So, yeah, but it worked out in our favor of moving out. Like, but now, obviously, you know, being back home, it's like, I want my house to be finished. Like, I guess moving out of home was good. I can't wait to, again, move out of home. Yeah, you have to do it again. Yeah, but, like, I will never go back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's my experience with moving out. What about you? What was your... Um, So... Brad had moved out before me and I don't know, cause he moved out. It was like, kind of like I had a second house, but I didn't have to pay rent. His roommate hated that. Um, now that I'm older, <laughs> I can see why. Yeah. You're like, Oh, checks out. I was using the shower every single day. Yeah. When he did that, we did all like the stupid stuff that you do. As soon as you moved out, um, we got a dog. We only ate spaghetti bolognese. We... Yeah. And then after a while to, so he was able to move back in with his dog dad but he lived in a like a caravan um on a property and it was like a caravan we got for like a thousand bucks so not high quality living situation but it is it was like it was the biggest blessing we could ever have um and then we bought our house okay so when we moved in brad's family was living with us because they were moving to melbourne it was a whole thing but i kind of had this like slow transition to moving into the house so I was already staying with Brad like four nights a week my parents if I wasn't home didn't really check on me they already kind of assumed I was staying with Brad because I'd stay with him like Friday through Monday and then when we moved in here we had Brad's family living with us and they were kind of like still doing the adult things for us yeah but we'd like get up on Saturday mornings and be like it's Saturday morning cleaning because this is our house and they'd like laugh at us Um, but like we still had someone to kind of watch over us. And then when they all moved out and it was just me and Brad, I was like, I don't know, he had to kind of like take over because I'm like very much a control freak and always assumed that I like had a really good handle on like how to do all this stuff. But I was like, like it took us like four weeks to get internet. And he's like, yeah, that's how it, that's, it's pretty normal. And I was like, 
but they say it takes 24 hours and they're like he was like no that's that's all wrong and the weekend that like i was the week that i was like meant to move i got like two weeks off work to like move all my stuff over which is like complete overkill and i still it had is so stuff. much time right yeah. yeah i still had stuff at my parents house up until like a year ago <laughs> so did i like, are you living in the apartment still so much shit at my parents' house yeah. shop somewhere? And every, like, month, I knew those two weeks. <laughs> yeah, and every month my mum would be like, can you come grab some stuff? Because I kind of want your bedroom back. And I was like, do you not want to, like, immortalize how dare me? You? Yeah, how dare you, first of all? Um, yeah, so I took, like, two weeks off to move. But then I got, like, really, really sick in those two weeks. Um, this was also super convenient because me and Brad said we were both going to quit smoking cigarettes. Um, like, when we got the settlement for the house completed. And then I got really, really sick and couldn't leave bed. So it was really easy for me to quit smoking, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't easy for Brad. Sorry. I just um, finished having COVID. So yes, I like can't talk for more than 30 seconds at a time. Um, yeah. Moving out was like a massive wake up call for me. Um, when I was like 19, my mum would still bring me coffee in bed every morning. That's how she'd wake me <laughs> up. My mum would never. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So it was like kind of shocking. Yeah, you're like, how dare she not come over here and bring me coffee? Yeah. And then there was like this weird, a brief period we did it at your place as well, where we started having parties like every month because we were like, yeah, this it is was amazing. Hey, like, and we'd like <laughs> invite people over. But I think after like three parties, everyone got sick of coming over because people stopped. Yeah, I feel like that was a thing. Like, because obviously I never, I, growing up, I probably threw one or two party at my parents' party, sorry, at my parents' house. And that was after I turned 18. We used to do parties at Jake's. Yeah. Well, that's my main secret. Yeah. And I didn't know Jake or like I knew Jake, but I wasn't friends with yeah. him at that stage. Um, but yeah, I remember like in the apartment, like I was like, yeah, like we're having a Halloween party. We're having like my birthday party. Like we had fucking wasted. Like it was, it was this thing we had like, I don't even know how many we had in the time frame we lived. There. I feel like we had a f- like quite a few. We had our housewarming, then we had my 21st and we had our engagement. It was a whole thing. Yeah. And then like, it's, yeah, I feel like it's same in the apartment. Like, you know, we, we would have like the Horace 100 there or like Halloween party or like, you know, Jake's birthday or my birthday or, you know, we just want people to come over. And our other friend has just moved out a year ago. So now we've been able to relive that. Yeah. And then, and then watch next year when it's going to be a party out in Gugon. There'll be enough rooms for people to sleep over. Um, but yeah, so, don't. yeah, but also fucking leave by 9 p.m. <laughs> That's the so, and you could tell when I wanted people to leave because, like, especially towards the end of those very last parties, especially it's your house because, like, yeah. you always think, oh, it's gonna be so fun to have a rage off, but then you're like, get the fuck out of my house. It's absolutely not because you want to go to sleep, and also, like, I start cleaning when people are there, and it's sort of their cue to be like my cue for like telling them get the fuck out of my house yeah but also like i sometimes do it like like that's not the intention i'm just cleaning because sometimes you know after i have a bit of alcohol i'm like oh it's a really great time to clean everything it's not a good time but anyway yeah so i i feel like that's definitely going to happen again next year i remember being really house proud as well when i moved out yeah like i'm like oh this is my apartment Look at it in all its glory. I've cleaned the front room where everyone is in. Don't go into my bedroom. Yeah, and I'd like scrub the walls and shit. I don't do any of that shit. Oh, now. yeah, no. I remember the only time. I just bulldozed the whole thing, actually. Yeah, the last time I actually ever probably scrubbed the walls in the apartment was like when we moved out because we had to. Like, make it. Really? Well, like to make it clean and presentable. I felt like I had to do a lot of cleaning in that house. And I remember like when we sold, like. I this weird attachment. Obviously, I had an attachment to the unit because That's it was. Not weird. Yeah, it was where you know Jake and I made our first memories together. Like yeah. there was a lot that happened, um, and then yeah, I remember the last day, and like I just felt felt so sad like leaving it. Like I was just like, 
you know, my memories were made here. Now some random dude that's brought it off me is going to make his own memories in here. And that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> like it was this weird thing. And then I like sometimes <laughs> Jake and I will drive past the unit and then like, we'll like, look, look what's he doing there? Like, <laughs> oh, look at the balcony. It looks horrible. Like, we just, like it's not our house anymore. Like, we, you know, I growing up, I didn't move heaps really. I maybe moved twice and yeah. it was like literally a few streets over. I didn't move much, but Brad moved heaps. So. Yeah. So I think it might be different for others where maybe yeah. they don't grow such a big attachment to like a house or something. Cause you know, they're so used to moving. Yeah. Um, but for me, especially like even with Google and like once that's done, like for Jake and I, it's like sort of going to be probably our forever home. Like it's, you know, we'll raise kids there and stuff. Um, so again, I guess whenever that comes, like there might be an attachment again if we decide to sell or do whatever. But mm. yeah, I guess it's normal because it's where you create memories. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we hit out to the Instagram. Yes. Now, what we're going to do is, so we asked people, what do we ask? We sort of just put a poll up asking about like what people wish you know, what is one thing you wish you knew or that you were told before you grew up? Yeah. Um, and, like, we got a lot. I think we'll read them. And if we have advice, we'll we will speak. You know. Yeah. But if not, we'll be like, okay, on to the next one. But there was, like, some very, like, sort of interesting ones in there that can, you know, bring a discussion for it, like what they've said, like the topic or not topic, sorry, of what they've said. Yeah. Some some may generally be like, yep, that's good advice, and then just sort of move on. So I think we've described this too much. Yeah, I think we have. So anyway, let's just start. <laughs> so uh, our first sort of one uh, is don't expect to have your shit together in your 20s, and that's what Maddie said. Yeah. Um, like many people, I expected to have, like, a house, a husband, and three children by, like, 22. Um, I had some of those. But... So, yeah, it's so funny, hey. Like, I think I was the same. I was like, when I'm – I'm going to have my first kid at 20, 24 years old. I'm yep, going to start my family. And then I got to 22 and I was like, I should not have a kid. I'm not responsible. Yeah, even now. like, I'm, mm. But then I know so many people. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I know it's a whole thing. But yeah, like I guess don't have your expectations of like when you're 20, you need to know what don't you're fucking doing. Don't expect to like set goals at 18 and then achieve them. Yeah, and don't like. Which sounds pessimistic. Yeah, but... I feel like on your 20th birthday, don't be like, oh. Something's going to happen where I have all my life together. That's not going to happen. Sorry mm. to break it to you. Or you probably, like, if I looked at where I was when I was 18. No, hold on. Let me reverse that. <laughs> if I looked where I am now when I was 18, I'd probably be like, wow, you do have your shit together. I don't. Yeah. It's, it's I just funny. found out there's new shit that I also have to get together. <laughs> right. I feel like if, like, my younger self is looking at me now, I'd be like, oh, look at her. But it's also like, I'm a mess. Help. <laughs> I'm crying for help. I'm fine. But, like, it's... <laughs> Being an adult's hard. Mm. <laughs> Olivia tells us don't sacrifice yourself or your worth to get the approval of other people. I mean, yeah, that's a good one. It's good life advice. It is good life advice. I feel like it's one that I guess it's like maybe not putting your time into people when they're not giving it to you. Mm. I, again, as when you grow up, maybe that obviously would have been handy advice because you not obviously don't get told these things. Yeah. It's very rare that I guess parents – Give all this advice because even they might not know it yet or who knows. Like they might yeah. still be learning. We're all learning every day. So, yes. Um, so our next one that we have is from Erica. So bodies are all different shape and sizes uh, and uncovered. Sorry, let me start again. Bodies are all different shapes and are covered in beautiful lumps. 
you love them in others, love them in you too. So that was from Erica, which I think... Especially um, personally, like getting older, your body does yeah, change. Yeah, and I feel like it's like we're so stuck. And again, this will probably be covered in a later episode, but we get so fixated on, hey, but when I was 18, I could fit into these pants and I'm 25 now and I don't fit into these pants. And it's also like, yeah, you're fucking 25, not 18 anymore. Yeah. Um, and again, it's a mental thing. But yes, I guess growing up as well, I wish my younger self knew that. Yeah. But even if I did know that, there would still sort of be that that thing in me that's like, no, nah, <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that in a later episode. <laughs> yeah, Georgia tells us you need to build a strong network around you. I feel like, yes, I guess that's like obviously important. I guess it's like a social network is obviously important as you grow up to sort of have people that you can rely on or like have know that you have there to comfort you or help you and don't let one person convince you that you don't need that network (laughs) red flag yeah yeah exactly um so another one but from a different georgia we have i didn't know about that yeah it was a different yeah i I guess because i wrote no (laughs) um you don't have to give people your time if they don't serve you or your happiness which i totally agree um, I guess as well, younger self me would have loved to know that. I just wanted so many friends. So like I just kind yeah. of did everything for oh, I, I was very introverted. And then like, I guess the fear of rejection, which had happened to me quite a few times growing up, mm. especially by the popular kids. Um, I didn't want to talk on the certain situation that had happened to me in college because it's still like low-key traumatizing. But people were horrible. Like they just, they thought they were better than you because, you know, they looked pretty or they looked a certain way or, you know, their dad does this as a job or something. <laughs> oh, like, honestly, that's how it got at all-girls school. No offense. Fucking assholes. Yeah. Like, I don't even, like, I don't even give a shit if this offends anyone. Like, that's exactly what it was like going if to all-girls school. you had a good school. time in high school, you probably ruined someone else's Yeah, life. you probably ruined help. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it, I think you shouldn't, like, sort of get fixed. I, I wish I knew that I didn't really need to try and make all these other people happy to feel like I was worth something. So, yeah, that was a good one. (laughs) Vanessa says, spend some time figuring out what it is that makes you happy and pursue that path instead of the safe path. Yeah. If it (laughs) is accessible to you. (laughs) It can be scary as well, I guess. So, I guess it depends. Um, I ended up in a very not safe path and it's actually pretty lit. But at the same time, not to be like countering. Um, don't think that like what you do for a living is the be all and end all. But maybe that's not what Vanessa's saying. Maybe she's saying do whatever you want. Yeah, but that is a good point as well. Don't think that because you're in a job right now that that's where you have to stay for the next thirty years. Yeah. Like I look at Salvatore and he's been doing his job for over thirty years, oh, but yeah. also also because like I think I assume he likes it. Uh, maybe he doesn't. I know, but like. For so maybe he's like, you know what? I just go to work and then I come home. And I think that's I'm it. okay with that. And, you know, in 30 years, that's good. Like, I I wish I could have that mentality. But, like, I I am not married to my job. If I one day – but that, it, that's really hard to say, though, because it's like if you have a fucking house and bills and children, well, I'm kind of stuck here until I find something else that's going to work. It, it, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, and again, like, again, like we said, Vanessa – could not actually be in saying this, but that's yeah. where I guess this leads on to. It's like sometimes you could be talking about your hobbies. Yeah, exactly. And also <laughs> getting the bags. Exactly. Yeah. But then, yeah, that's where I guess it's like 
you yeah you, then you have life things where you sort of don't have, for instance i guess is a good example uh job changes and stuff you know or taking you know higher duties or wanting to go to a different job good. that isn't necessarily permanent yeah right this is a big thing in Canberra because a lot of people in Canberra are working contract to contract. Exactly. And it's really hard. And for most of my time in government, it was until last year, year before last, or last year. Yeah. Last year, that's when I finally got a permanent job and I was locked in. And then that's why Jake and I went and brought a house mm. because Jake and I, even though we did it on an apartment, thankfully it worked in our favor at the time because that's how the banks were all fine. Now, because of the banks, that was not an option since you know then and then so locking in a permanent job allowed me to have that security net of this is a stable income I'm not gonna won't hopefully won't lose my job for anything yeah I'm locked in but then even now you know wanting to explore different paths I can't really do that until after the settlement of my house happens now Mm. and I know it's only like a few months away but still like it's certain things that you sort of get locked into for a bit yeah definitely but yes uh so the next one we have is from Matt so this one I don't really have an opinion on because I never went to uni, but it says it's probably better <laughs> to work on developing a marketable skill as a fallback rather than uni. This is um, this was a bit controversial. Controversial. I'm going to jump sorry. up and say it right now. I have a marketable skill, and I had certain life events that prevented me from um, pursuing a university education, which is what I always wanted. Mm. I'd much rather have a university degree. Yeah, and this is the thing. So I put a poll on this question in particular because I said I never went to uni, so I don't know. But have I a feel say. like and my dad, my dad's a so my dad's a doctor. He obviously spent a lot of time at university to do that. He always told me don't pursue a university degree because you won't like yeah, nothing comes of it. Right. And, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and that's the thing, because like that there is I think this is a very controversial topic and because I like I said, I never went to uni, I don't really have a big say in it. Yeah. But there was always that sort of feedback given like, don't go to uni. It's a waste of money. You can still get into the government, blah, 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 blah. And like, okay, I understand that. Like, As I, someone with a low education level on paper, you cannot just get into government. Yeah, it's very, it's actually quite hard. Yeah. Uh, and like even trying to secure a fucking permanent job is quite hard. So it's like, okay. But yeah, so I did put a poll up because I did say like, I never went to uni, so I don't have a say in this, but let's do a poll. Yeah. Um, and so we had seven, 27 people agree. And then we had nine people say, I do not agree. Uh, no one really elaborated on it, which is completely fine. They didn't need to. Um, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm like, I'll do it because I didn't go to uni. But like, yeah, I don't have a very big say. I feel like people go to uni, like, you know, like psychologists or yeah. stuff like that. They, you need to sort of be qualified to be able to do that. Yeah. Certain professions there is. Like you need to, you know, I'm not going to get fucking. But like, obviously going to university specifically to pursue a degree sorry specifically to pursue a career in an area where you obviously need that qualification i feel like is developing a marketable skill true i yeah. do agree so it's like i guess it depends how you look at it maybe but yeah. yeah but um as someone who really really values education i would do anything to go back and, and this get is what an education. yeah and this is what i mean like my parents as well especially back then they didn't finish year 10 yeah and not that like they're like in life they're not anywhere, but that they are. My dad obviously is my yeah. Like he's quite high up at work, and same with like my mum. But 
it's just it's it's so many different opinions like you know there's people that drop out in year 10 where there's nothing wrong with that and you know they're doing a job that they love yeah um or there's people that are you know they go all the way through uni and i feel like this is one of those things you can only see it from the other side yes as someone with a trade qualification i only ever think about like how much people with degrees and stuff can get paid and all that sort of thing compared to like someone with a trade qualification and then people with degrees obviously look at stuff like builders thinking wow builders make so much right that's so true and they see it from the other side because it's true they're like you know oh this person didn't go to uni they're a fucking builder and look at all the fucking money they make so like my grandparent my nono and nono like both neither of them finished they both were finished school by the time they were 13 but then their first three sons were like doctor lawyer accountant yeah wow uh cherish family holidays and living with siblings slash parents more lexi if you have a good home life that's (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, yeah, it's, it, again, it depends per person, person's person. Um, I, I remember, like, moving out and then, like, obviously, I had a pretty close relationship with my siblings. Yeah. And it was, well, especially my sister, I guess. I'm a twin, I have a twin sister, yeah. so I'm very close with her. And it was so weird not living in the same house. And she used to always come over to the apartment all the time. Like, yeah. so it is, like, you miss those little things, but again, Sometimes it's kind of nice. Like I to... have a better relationship with my parents and family, I think, now that I've moved out of home. Right. It's like, without getting into, like, my family. Yeah. It's, uh, like, the the dynamic is complicated. Agree. So it yeah. felt nicer to be out of home. And sometimes I, th- I think that's more of the case, more so than, you know, the other, because I also agree with that. Again, yeah. like, I'm living back at home at the moment and I agree, like, again, like, not with the going into it too much, but, like, I feel like relationships work a bit better, especially around family. It's, uh, we're Italian, right? Yeah. So you, you get it. Like, it's just, like, it's always fiery. It's always, like, just loud or, like, you know, people being stubborn. My family is stubborn. I will admit I'm stubborn. So it's just, like, it's hard. So being moved out, for me personally, I still cherish that time, obviously, yeah. you know, going on holidays and siblings, but it depends. Yeah. <laughs> Um, our next one is from Taylor. So more honest conversations about the hardships of being an adult. And I wish I knew that. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's, let's do that. When I first moved out of home, I was working three jobs because I should not have been given a home loan. And the fear of losing my house was like astronomical. Yeah. And I guess like that's the thing as well. Like you're not really told these things, you, cause especially when you get a fucking loan, yeah. you get this loan. Yep. You're okay. Just the bank does not care. After the bank gives you that money, they don't care what's going on in your life. You need to make those payments, whatever it is, per fortnight, weekly, monthly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you get into that hardship of like, oh shit, especially in apartment, actually, we had strata bills that we had to pay quarterly, I think. Yeah. And that would come out of nowhere. <laughs> and then they would increase so much. So I reckon the first quarter that we ever like lived in that apartment, $600, right? All right, that's fine. By the time we moved out, $1,800 a quarter. So it had, re- yeah, because there was like all these sinking funds, like they added a bunch of shit within the two years that we lived there or however long. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, and then that puts so much stress because it's like, and even then I remember when we were just as we sold, I was like, oh, cool. We won't have to pay the last one. Then you read the contract with uh, the solicitor. It's like pay all levies and stuff prior to, and that was one of the things. So yeah. it's like, you don't get told these things and it's just stressful. I, we didn't have a savings account. Yeah. That was impossible. Because it's impossible because you're paying, you're trying to pay off this mortgage. You're fucking working, trying to work three jobs. Like, yeah. And at the time, like, oh, 
having two thousand in our savings account was like massive. Like, oh my god, it's huge. I'm fucking rich. <laughs> yeah, and then like I was literally sitting in the shower one day crying because our hot water system broke. Then like we we didn't have enough money to fix it. Yeah, and I I think that's the thing as well. And I guess again, it's a privilege thing when you it's buy. It's a privilege to be able to maintain my own home, but. Like these are things that no one tells you, right? And that's the or same thing. It's not going to happen. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think where I'm coming at with this again, it's privilege of me to say I lived in a brand new built apartment. Yeah. So I never ever really had to pay or fix anything when it came to that stuff because it was fixed with the level. I guess I technically did, but it was in the strata fees that Except came in a lump. Do you know what I mean? Lump, did you lump have to sum. pay for the door? Yes. That fucking don't get me started. That door. fucking story piece shit. <laughs> I hate strata but like yeah so I guess I had to pay for that uh, even though it was not my fault because the fucking back door was put on incorrectly the latch so that's why I got locked out in the balcony <laughs> because the dude came to fucking investigate the door a few weeks later and was like yeah this latch is on upside down I was like yeah, it turns out you shouldn't be able to lock a door that doesn't have a lock on one yeah side from and the- and I heard I go when I tell people this story I've heard lots of people say hey that's happened to so-and-so or that's happened to me where because the door's shut it's latched down I like I can't even describe when I walked over to the door to go back inside to go to my chicken cooking on the stove, my chicken pesto pasta I was cooking, and then the door was locked. Anyway, here we side. But yeah, so I guess I had the privilege of not really having to upkeep much stuff in an apartment. Mm. Who knows? When we go to, again, a privilege thing, when I go to, like, when we go to our house next year, it's newly built. However, a year or so, who knows what the fuck's going to happen, then I'm going to have to, you know, fork out this money. And probably by then, I'll probably have a child. Like, yeah. it's just... Yeah, we don't get told these things. I think a part of life, it's like you, things sort of happen. You have to learn from out the time. But I always like knew the importance of an emergency fund, but like it just me wasn't too. But I never. <laughs> it wasn't a. It wasn't a thing. And I will admit, I did get told by my parents always have money put aside in case of emergency. I did get told that every so often. Unfortunately, sometimes eating was an emergency. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes paying off a certain bill that I shouldn't have really had in the first place that money went to so yeah (laughs) um becky says it's uh becky says it's okay if you don't want to have kids and how to invest um for how to invest we're obviously very privileged to live in australia we have super accounts Mm -hmm. but don't rely on your super if you want to know more i really like the she's on the money podcast there's plenty of other podcasts you can listen to this one no not for investing just for general life but (laughs) Um, educating yourself about money is very important, especially for women. I, yes, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know much on it. Yeah, uh, I don't really have a big say. And I wish I did know, but I'm a bit. I don't know. Yeah, and it's okay if you don't want to have kids. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like again, there's probably pressure. You know, when you go to family things, when are you having kids? Like, shut the fuck up. Even if you do want kids, there's still pressure to have them like it, yesterday. It, well, yeah, I guess for you as well, I guess now that you're married, I feel like I don't obviously don't know your situation, but people are like, when are you having kids now? Oh, you're yeah. married. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, you know what, maybe, and I think as well we need to get out with this again. This is a broader Stop topic. fucking asking people when they're going to have kids. But, Just don't do it. But it's also like a broader topic because you don't know the struggles that people may exactly. be facing. You don't know if like they have to go through IVF. You don't know if they're struggling or they've been trying you know, prior to getting married or prior, like the whole relationship, you don't know anything that's going on. So I think that is something that everyone at least should take in is not to fucking ask. Yeah. <laughs> like I understand, like you can have friends that say it, but even then it's like you, you really 
really need to be careful and maybe do it in a space where it's just you and that person and first of all maybe just be like hey do you mind if I no actually you know what don't even ask like you don't ask it's actually not your business I changed my stance on this like I just think it's no one's business if I don't want to have kids I don't need to tell anyone I don't want to have kids and th- why is this and it sucks that like it's 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 the default yeah it's like yeah like as soon as you get married so when are you having kids now yeah it's the next step right no, it's fucking not. It's actually not. It, I can. Turns out being an adult with an income is actually quite nice. Yeah, it turns out I like living by myself with my partner. <laughs> I like spending money on myself and going on holidays. Like, so yeah, don't fucking ask. Um, <laughs> on to the next one we have from Tani. Don't do hobbies for the sake of being the best. You will never be satisfied. Let yourself enjoy things. I think it's a great one. I'm very much one of those people who gives up on stuff if I'm not good at it within 10 minutes. Yeah, sounds like me. <laughs> I I more so get like, if I can't do something straight away, I get very annoyed. Yeah. Um, something, again, I think I even said this in reply, that's something I'm still learning Yeah. is to do things for the fact of enjoying them and not to be the best. Because it's hard, the comparison cycle, again, we can go into that later. It will probably relate a lot to one of our other topics we talk on. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a hard thing to grasp and it's probably an ever-evolving sort of way to think. Like, yeah. you're always going to have to work on it. Because with anything it can be, you know, it can be, like, with your job. Mm. Like, it's everything, with everything. But, yeah, it's a good and one. It's, it's very up – like, yeah, it does get upsetting where you – you try to have a hobby for relaxation, for respite. And yeah. then you're like, well, time to be the best at it. Yeah, and I think as well, uh, without going into it too deeply as well, but when you also have a lot of stuff going on in here and I'm pointing to my head, hmm. it's hard because you also then have to deal with a variety of mental illnesses and stuff like that that then make it hard to have that mindset. So it's... Yeah. But yeah, another another day to speak about that. Uh, Anna says to not hold back, be yourself, go for the person you like, do crazy things you want to do. I like that. Yeah. I never did that though. Uh, yeah. When I was eighteen, that's when I started to go a bit quote wild. unquote wild. <laughs> uh, but it was also like I was too scared to do anything because I'm only just getting mature enough to like do things I actually want to do. Yeah, and like even like which, now, I'm only just getting mature enough to stand up for myself, which is taking how old am I? 20, yeah. 25, 26. It's taken me a long time. Even then, I still have that uh, small doubt of like I can't do that. I can't stick up for myself. But yeah, that's that is a good one. Um, another one from Anna we have enjoy your time being young and doing dumb things with people you love. Feel everything, which I think. It's a very nice one. Um, again, hard because it's hard to sort of let yourself sort of feel those things or be free and feel like you don't have to stress about things. Yeah. As someone that's been diagnosed with anxiety uh, and multiple other things, it's hard to sort of do that. But it it is nice when, you know, for a moment you're not stressing about that and you can feel that way. Mm. Again, it's probably a thing that takes a bit to – Take some, take some effort, which is weird because it's meant to be. Right, because you meant to just do it, like just feel free. But I wish I could. And again, like I said, it took me like not until I after I turned 18 to sort of be a bit more like loosey goosey, <laughs> like with certain things or like, you know, feel like I can just be myself. But again, still ever evolving. Okay, Anna again. Uh, make the most of it and embrace every new experience because it doesn't last forever. 
I think mm. that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like an experience, like a certain experience might go by really fast. You're like, oh, I wish I could do that again. I spoke about this at one of this season. Yeah. About um, trying to hold on to experiences, which is actually <laughs> bad. Don't do that. It is. Just, cause just, like, just do it, but don't. But do it. Don't. Yeah. Do it, but don't try and think about it for the next six years. Yeah. Like, oh, I remember that time. That was nice. Because, like, <sighs> disappointment is where it will lead. Mm. Personally, that's how I see it. Yes. <laughs> um, so we are from Jamaica. Just because it is familiar doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. I like that. Big one. Yeah. And I, that's very true. I think, again, it's person to person, but don't be afraid to take on, I guess, new experiences or yeah. take a different route. Um, and don't stick around in a situation that you're not sure of. Yes. I guess as well, especially if you're sticking around a certain situation because you're like, oh, it might get better. It probably won't. Don't. Like, it's just like... I've done it before with lots of things. Again, not going into too much depth, but like I, I've done it with multiple things, and then like I've been set up to be upset. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's a shit feeling because you're like, but I waited around so long for this, and it hasn't worked out the way I thought it would. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Big one. Um, Chantel says you don't need a relationship to survive. Don't waste your time. Work less. Travel more. I agree on the relationship. I definitely would like to travel more. <laughs> I wish I could travel yeah. more. <laughs> Again, adult things make it hard. I like, but I do think like you know, making that time for yourself, especially as you get older. Yeah, I think we forget that we're like in work, or we forget that we can do that because we're in work mode. Yeah, but you know, make, take that time to go away with your friends on the weekend to go camping, or like go away to the snow, or <laughs> like you know, do those things together. Because, sure, we're all working, we're all super busy, but try and still make that time to go travel, whether that's by yourself or with someone. I really want to do some solo travel, but also I'm terrified, but I think maybe... I think it would be a nice, like, sort of um, freeing experience. I don't but I also get, plane, Yeah, no, Ugh. no. But, yeah, I'm, I get anxious. So <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. Maybe I could... We would travel in separate cars. Who knows? Um, the next one we have from Chantelle is, you don't need to be a size 10 to be beautiful. And yes, I guess younger self me would also love to know that. Um, but it's like, yeah. It, again, that's something that we can dive in again to in one of our later episodes. But like we said before, like you get stuck in this mentality of like, you know, when you were 18, you fit into those jeans or those pants or whatever it is. And then now you're 25. And you're like, why don't these fit? And it's like, well. You're a lot older and you've actually grown. So, but yes, that's a good one. Um, Katrina says you don't need a dramatic thing like cheating or lying to happen to end a romantic platonic relationship. Yeah. It's important, I guess. I guess yeah. you can probably be, I'm a bit, I don't know if the right word's gas, gaslighted to like feel like you have to stay. Again, I've never. Or even just being like, you know what, this is no longer the situation for me. Yeah. Exactly. Or it's not serving me anything. So yeah. yeah, don't be afraid to. Again, yeah, I probably wish I knew that as well being younger but I guess as well a lot you might hear like a lot of like yeah I wish I knew that when I was younger but yeah even learning it as an adult it's like oh, okay cool I know that I can do that now or I can work towards being able to feel comfortable to do that um so we had one which is anonymous and it's okay to not be okay again obviously an important one which we always obviously preach it's always the one thing that people say yeah um yeah that's very important obviously um <laughs> uh, mistress says don't care Sorry, mistress says, stop caring what other people think. Life is much more fun that way. 
I get a lot of anxiety and I care too much about what people think of me sometimes. It's a constant, Mm. what's the word? Um, I'm learning to do that. It's hard to do that. It will take a lot of time for me to finally be like, I don't give a heck. I don't know why I said heck because I've been swearing throughout this. I don't give a fuck (laughs) what people think of me. But again, there's sort of that subconscious thing in the back of my head where it's like, oh, but like, what happens if they think this of you? So again, that's good advice. But again, it's something that probably takes a bit to to learn. Yeah. Rebecca says the real world is so much kinder than high school. And yes, I had a lot to say about this on my story when I shared this response. Um, again, as someone that like probably particularly didn't have it, like, I didn't have it the worst, but I didn't have it easy in high school. Um, the popular kids... It means absolute shit when you grow up that you were popular in high school. No one gives a fuck. Um, I, like I said, I have a very big opinion on this because of, like, my experience in high school. Um, But I just, like, anyone that, like, sort of felt alone, like, it's... Your social status really means nothing. How kind you are to people, I think, is important. There's a lot of people out there that are very caring and kind and don't think that in high school that everyone outside like in life is like that because there's not there's a lot of very special people out there for you that will support you or you know not everyone's a fucking asshole Mm. and those people like I personally see that the people I surround myself with are people quite similar to me you are the average of all the people yeah exactly people closest to your thing yeah and I think it's I think it's so true. Like the people I'm surrounded with are very much similar to me, have sort of the same values. And even if we don't exactly agree eye to eye, we can have those discussions or we can agree to disagree, but it's a it's an adult thing. But everyone is very kind and just Yeah. Yeah. I think I really like that that one. Something cool about like being out of high school is that you get to build your own circle instead of being like Right. You can only be friends with people who are in my math class or catch my bus. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, same, like your house groups in school. Yeah. Which, again, I guess sort of, like, makes those those clicks. I think, like, in high school, right, you know, the school we went to, there was, like, you know, groups of, uh, you know, certain subgroups within the year. And, like, okay, I get that to make a community and, you know, school. I get it's been a thing for a very long time. However... The year group that I was in and this particular group, they literally labeled it as like the fucking defect. Like I'm being serious. They labeled us as like defect fucking weird people. Yeah. And um, it was like horrible because then you get into that mentality that I was just a weird fucking human. Like I am, but like, yeah, it was just sort of I nasty. Like when I was 12, my social status was like just completely ruined because of the house I got in. Right. Stupid. Yeah. So like even then, like I think it's like not great again, like without getting too political with it, but, like, it's kind of bad. But anyway, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Gabby says, your path does not need to be linear in time. You will work out what's right for you. There's no rush. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Paths are weird. It is, and there'll be bumps, potholes. The path won't make sense. It won't. Probably, I definitely had, like, a life path set out for myself. I'm so not following. Yeah. Like we said, like, oh, I'm going to have a kid when I'm trying to... (laughs) It's reviewed every, like, year, and I'm like, oh, actually, no. Mine gets reviewed every, like, three months. I'm like, oh, why not do that? Out, out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Minute. Uh, But, yeah, like, it's, again, yes, it's obviously not linear. We learn from things, and 
sometimes things take a bit slower. Sometimes things happen a bit faster than what we anticipated. So I have to deal with it, unfortunately. Um, another one was from Anon, and it said, trust no one. <laughs> eh. I don't know. I trust people. I, I'm selective, maybe. It's nice to be able to trust some people. Absolutely. Like, I, I feel like, I remember, like, you know, in college, I trust no one. Uh, but, like, I, you can have those relationships where you do have a circle of people that you do feel comfortable and safe hmm. to do so. Um, not everyone is out to get you in the world. That's what I think. Yeah. So, okay. That's it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Holly says life goes faster than you could ever imagine, which is very true. It does. <laughs> we were 20. You were 21. COVID yeah. hit. Now you're <laughs> no, I'm not 21. <laughs> yes. Uh, Holly also says basic things like finance and how to survive the world. I so agree. Um, contact every, like your electricity, your water and get everything paid in a schedule that works. Even, yeah, yeah. Even pay. Even pay is the bomb. Um, I, I think like write a budget. Yeah. Be realistic. Yeah. Don't sell it short or. Like, yeah, I yeah. get an emergency fund, which isn't glamorous, but it's pretty handy. It's going to be handy when a situation comes up where you need that yeah. money. Um, but I do think that's an important one. I feel like in school as well, in math class, it wasn't until year 12 that we actually learnt things like interest rates Compounding and stuff. Compounding interest. Yeah, like I'm... Your best friend or your worst enemy. I'm sorry, but like I was... I still am. I'm horrible at maths. Always have been. I remember like in college, I got put into the wrong maths class and I sat there not doing anything. The teacher knew not to come near me because I, she would, I like, she would come through, sorry, she would come to me, uh, at the start of the term trying to ask me questions like fucking, I can't remember. It was just bullshit. And I was like, I don't know. And like, she used to get really annoyed, but I was like, I, I've, I've been put in the wrong maths class. And then, yeah, then I got moved to the correct maths class and it was like, you remember Mathletics? Yeah. I loved Mathletics. And <laughs> I was shocking at my times tables and, like, you could play times tables or plus. Mm. And I'd always do the plus because I was just so bad. Um, but, yeah, I've always been horrible at maths. But, like, yeah, I guess in college that's when they started telling you about interest rates and stuff and all the, like, you know, mortgages and stuff. And that was actually helpful. Mm. Um and then some of the other levels were still doing like, you know, A plus B equals E 47 or something. I don't know. It didn't make sense. I was, no, this is really, I won't say that. I was going to say, um, I think I was in a different math class because I was already, we were already doing compounding interest. Like... Yeah, see, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I literally was so horrible that we didn't do that to year 12. Who knows? We may have done it and I wasn't listening, but like. Yeah, very possible yeah i mean like i hated math so it yeah. does not surprise me if i was not listening uh but like it just never interests me i didn't understand it and it was very interesting actually oh, i'm not even gonna get into it but like yeah we're gonna we'll cut that out i was One gonna start my proudest yeah. achievements is teaching myself trigonometry moving on <laughs> um yes oh yes how taxes truly work from rose i don't know I, taxes are confusing. I think I have to do them differently this year because I got married. But I don't know. Really? I don't know. I'm so not looking forward to tax time because I know I'm going to owe so much money. 
Oh, that's the only good thing about working in a trade is I literally never owe them money. Oh, I just, I have, I have like four different jobs. So like, I know I'll owe money. Yeah. And it's horrible. And like, fuck the government. <laughs> fuck the government taking off. They're not doing the hard work. I'd really like it if they could make it less mystifying as well. Like, just explain like I'm five. Right? Like, oh my God. And then like, I, it was so funny. It was this meme and it was so funny. It's like, I've just done my taxes or something like I should be in jail by like next week. And it's so true. I would do my taxes wrong that I would end up in jail, like, by accident. Brad accidentally clicked that he was over 18 when he did, like, one of his first tax returns. And because he was, like, a 16-year-old kid, he just, like, continued on with life. And they were like, hey, you owe us money. And he, like, left. He was getting all these letters and he, like, left them under his bed. And then eventually he went to his dad and he was like, I've done something. (laughs) And then he's, like, made it go away. Like, yeah, and that's they ended up owing him money. Yeah, they probably like was sixteen, but yeah, that was like when I got my tax done. The dude that did it did it wrong, and I'm not gonna name and shame, but I'll never go back there. He did my tax wrong. He like misheard me with a certain thing that I said about. And I'm pretty claiming. sure like there's nothing like they're not responsible for any of that. Nope, no, but he fucking did it anyway. When he did that, I got a letter in the mail saying that I was being watched and audited for my tax. Because I had done something fraudulently. And I was like, I didn't do anything. And then I looked. And, like, I ended up owing them, like, $300. And I was like, I didn't even do this. He's, like, he miscalculated and claimed something for a full year when it was only meant to be, I think, three or six months. Yeah. And it really fucked me over. And, like, I'm that was year before last. Yeah. Yeah, if you have a tax agent or something who, like, tries to, like... Do the dodgy? I yeah. think that's what he's trying to do. And I was like, no, just do it properly. Trying to get you, like, a good return. Yeah. It could just fuck you over. I'm like, absolutely not. Just, like, get me where I don't owe the money. Or, mm. like, just get it, do it properly. And if I owe them $100, I owe them $100. Yeah. But anyway. I'm coming to you because I'm too scared to do it myself. Yes. Because I, I used to do it online, obviously, like, when I only had, like, either the one or two jobs. But because I have, like, literally four, it's a lot harder to do it yeah. now by myself. Um, so the next one we have again from Rose's it's okay to, from Rose we have it's okay to quit a job that's not treating you well don't work yourself to death yes but I also very much stand by the fact that I will never be able to quit a job without having a job lined up <laughs> yes and also I get really anxious about having to quit a job like when I had to quit Macca's oh I worked there for seven years yeah and I because I was a manager at the time as well, I had to sort of quit. I didn't really have, I wasn't, I didn't have a permanent job in public service, but I sort of had no choice because I couldn't sort of do both. Like yeah. I, I couldn't work in the public service during day and then go work at Macca's. Like it just wouldn't line up. Um, and that was really scary to have to do because I was like, I don't know. Like, again, I do think it's important not to work yourself to death because like literally they replace you so quickly. They don't give a fuck depending on where you are in the sector and stuff. But come on, like I feel like especially with uh, government jobs anyway, because it's such a big branch and there's a lot of people wanting it. Yeah. Pff, My trade quit. is in high demand at the minute. So like you, it's nice to have the upper hand, but at the same time I'm like, yeah, you could still get someone in. If you yeah. Well, yeah, if you really, yeah. When you're a teen, men in their 20s, 30s, 40s aren't interested in you because you're an old soul. Yeah. Big one. Um, I've only just come to this realization, uh, like a year ago, but I'm pretty sure I was like repeatedly groomed when I was like 14. 
Mm. Um, yeah, you're not mature for your age. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason why these men want to be around you. Um, this is something I would grab 15-year-old girls and shake and tell them if I had the opportunity. Yeah. But yeah. Um, any, any being told you're mature for your age, red flag. Big red flag. Mm. Yes, I don't feel like... I don't know, people are fucked in this world. Yeah, everyone's evil. Um, men are all evil. <laughs> we'll go with that. But yeah, red flag. Yeah. Um, the last one that we have is from Katie Eve, which is, you're never going to feel grown up. Oh, that's and really good. I, and yeah. that's scary coming from like a <laughs> successful female business owner. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I... I often have this feeling sometimes I'm like, when when am I, sorry, when am I ever going to feel like a real adult? And I said that to her and she was like, no, you never do. Just your body feels old, not your heart. You always feel young. Maybe you get a little wiser, but not grown up. I'm like the, like the, I'm at a point in my life where the conversation about like, Hey, we should probably like start thinking about some family planning ideas and where we're going with that. And the whole idea of like, bringing another human into the world where not when i'm still like i want to play video games and right. play dungeons and dragons but at the same time i don't see myself not wanting to do that but i also want to have a family it's very confusing yeah and i feel like that's what like yeah that's why i say like when am i gonna feel like a grown-up or like i don't know like it's like i obviously want to the, the older i get the more i'm starting to realize that like i think this is just me man yeah and like i, I, I don't think i'm changing anytime soon yeah like i like I feel like it's okay though. Like if that's yeah, like, there's nothing okay wrong with, with that. Like I feel like you're still when you have kids, it's not the end or be all. Like you can still, within reason, do the things. You know, obviously you have to look after the child. Yeah, now you just got a kid as well. Yeah, <laughs> but you can still do those things, and you're not a bad parent or a bad, you know, for doing those things because you still need to look after yourself. Again, I have no experience in this because I don't have a child, but yeah. like you can still do those things that you love. You can still have, you know, your Monday nights where, you know, you're, you're playing your game online or whatever it is. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of, in society anyway, like, oh, like, you know, people are very judgy on I think anything. especially for women, we're expected mm. to like, right? make a kid, be a homemaker and have our shit together. And it is. And a lot on social media, you see that even like celebrities, yeah. um, you know, they'll be like, where's your kids? And it's like, hey, they don't need to post their kid all the time to know that they're looking like, do you know what I mean? For you to know yeah. that they're looking after it. And I, I do agree. Uh, women are always in that spotlight of things of like, why aren't you like, you know, or like obviously we're expected to be homemakers and keep the house how it is. But like, and Katie, I guess, is a testament to that. There is definitely other yeah, ways to pursue life. Exactly. And there's no, like you're, you, like I said, there's no rule book to it and you can do what you want. Whatever works for you is what you're going to do. And anyone that has an opinion on it, that's their fucking opinion. I think this is a great spot to wrap up. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, no advice, really. No, I think like it was good to sort I of... I think we're all in the same boat. Yeah, I think we are. And like a lot of them we did agree with and some like we just didn't really have much to sort of elaborate on, which is some fine. Some of them we um, really disagreed with and... Yeah, some we definitely did. Sorry. Sorry, but, like, everyone's obviously entitled to their opinion. We respect that. Don't take anything we've said too hot, too much. Like, we're just 
explaining how we're feeling. Again, humans have different opinions and that's fine. Mm. Um, but yes, thank you for listening. It was a really good episode to sort of talk about all things adulthood. Um, and next week we have a very, oh, sorry, next fortnight, uh, we have a very exciting episode lined up. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. Make sure you follow us at thatbeingsaid.podcast on Instagram to keep up to date with all our episode releases and more. See you you next week. week.